and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host again today, Rich Polly, and joining me is the newly benuptialed, married, wedded, uh, it's Mr. Ben Holdgate, is it? <laughs> I told you before I wanted to be the Hibgates, she didn't want it. Hibgates. I, I liked ben that, Hibgate. I thought it was cool. <laughs> apparently we left it too late to change paperwork. Ah, never mind. So anyway, congratulations, you got married, well done. Thank you. Um, I turned uh, up. <laughs> you turned up. Somebody else did all the planning. All you had to do was remember to put your shoes on the right feet. Well, the only thing I was supposed to remember is the speech, and I lost that. <laughs> I, I had to make it up on the spot. <laughs> I'm sure it was top quality. I mean, you've heard me on this, so I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also joining us again, I'm go- I'm going to introduce you so you can actually start involving yourself in the in the hilarious banter. Uh, is a long-term friend of the show, uh, Matthias, aka Sad Toaster. Um, hello. Hello, hello from Germany again with the yeah. top quality news and uh, bashing Rich and Ben. <laughs> So Matthias, when a lorry driver is available. <laughs> oh, too, too, no, too soon, too soon. <laughs> uh, by the by, the way, the uh, speech thing reminds me of uh, a wedding I was at like last month, where I was best man and also lost the speech and had to make something up <laughs> on the spot, and it was uh, interesting to say the least. <laughs> I think I'm trying to think. I've only ever done one best man speech. And uh, it was at my brother's wedding, and I was the the bit I was most nervous. About. I did like the general, you know, a few little jokes here and there, a bit of bit of this, bit of that, mostly for. I've his, heard that you Google a speech format. Probably, and oh, no. I probably googled <laughs> many speech formats. But then, um, but two two things happened. First of all, my, my brother married a Brazilian girl, so I I got a bit of the speech in Portuguese, um, and she admitted like last year that I horribly butchered it but like the whole way through the wedding they've gone oh it was lovely it was beautiful that you made such an effort and it was such nice words and it turned out they only understood like about a fifth of the Portuguese and they should have just stuck with English I thought you were going to say you said some, like swear words or no no like it no. didn't work quite right <laughs> no, my, my wife used to work at a company that had a Portuguese office and she got one of the people from that office to translate um uh, a nice speech into Portuguese, and <laughs> and and she actually did such a good job of it. She took out my attempt at a joke, um, like just I thought I'll have a joke in Portuguese as well, um, and she took that out because she was like, no, people in Portugal don't say that kind of thing. That's not nice. And I was like, oh right, okay. It was just like implying that he couldn't look after himself. Um, but then the other thing was about halfway through the speech, my mum got up and left, like just walked out, and I was like, I've, I've not even got to the jokes yet i'm still on the you know i'd like to thank everybody for coming and do the bridesmaids look beautiful and all that stuff um, <laughs> what what's going on oh it turned out she got food poisoning at the wedding but i thought that i'd upset her somehow because you know she was a bit worried that surely maybe, she's uh, past upsetment that you're a son no no i mean she got over that uh, fairly, <laughs> fa- fairly quickly. Sure? No, I no, mean it's no, a no. huge pill to swallow <laughs> <laughs> she's had 43 years get over it I'm sure she's, she's, she's she okay did book a now. family outing on the one day you wanted to go out i know 
up. She's sitting back at you every time she can, I guess. Yeah, she she booked she booked her fiftieth wedding anniversary on the one day that I wanted to go and play X Wing. How rude! It wasn't the day, though, was it? <laughs> thirty thirty. What? It no. wasn't day of. She just doesn't know. It was you. the day. It was the weekend of. Um, it was the day before, right? No, it was the Friday. Yeah. I technically could have driven three hours back from Dumfries. It was the month thing. before. They just really wanted to punish him. I know. Anyway. So, um, let's just move on quickly. We were supposed to be being mean to Ben there, and it just all flipped on to me. So it seems it's because you can't insult me, because I like it. And, you know, us Germans do like our Blitzkrieg, and how do we do it when uh, no one is surprised about it? <laughs> so, I have to find random targets. <laughs> It's fine. Um, okay, so uh, we are going to talk a little bit about X-Wing. It's not just going to be this high-quality banter that you all tune in for anyway. Um, <laughs> high quality. Uh, so a um, couple of things very quickly to, to run through. Um, Gold Squadron had their latest in the Galaxy's qualifier. It was hyperspace, um, so we can't take too much from it, but they did run it under new points and with what everybody thinks are going to be the new rules with uh 200 points deficit scoring and random first player so not mattering uh whether you have a bid or not you just roll off uh for whoever is gonna be first player second player whatever um so congratulations to carson ray um from radio tcx who won with a resistance squadron uh so well done to him uh, he used uh Poe, Jess Pava, Red Squadron Expert, and Rose with C-3PO. Uh, Poe with um, torpedoes, but no overdrive thrusters. And yeah, he flew really well. Um, absolutely smashed through. So, I oh, know, sorry, uh, ZZ, I said a Red Squadron Expert. We had ZZ, Jess, Rose with 3PO, and Poe with proton torpedoes and an R4 astromech. Um, oh, no um, new cards but or models, but old yeah. thing he flew before. Yeah, so it's what he flew in um, XTC, but with ZZ instead of Lulu. Can't believe he's uh, given up Lulu. Mm, um, he loves that ship. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he, he had a he had a few um, he had a few tweaks um, based on you know points changes because obviously Rose went up um, and uh, but Poe came down, but. Um, yeah, so he fiddled the bite with it anyway, and he won. Um, and interestingly enough, in the final, he beat um, um, Catherine Nixera or something. Um, I can never quite sure what her surname is. Um, who came second um, flying Rebels. So she was flying three of the new, oh, sorry, four, do apologize, of uh, the new, of, of the Rebel Y-Wings with ion cannon turrets and corner nets and Ahsoka in the A-Wing with Shattering Shot. 200 points. So, don't yes. know how that happened. I, I don't get this list in the slightest. No. Like, um, is it just that it's a lot of hull to chew through? I mean, yeah, each of them's got eight health. <laughs> and you got the iron control, lots of iron control. Yeah, there's like, if you, you're never going to spend your focus unless it's going to save you, you know, a couple of hits. Um, on a range three attack, and then your iron cannon turrets are just um, so consistent. Like on average, they do almost three hits at range one and two and a half hits or something like that at range two. Um, so they're very, very likely to start ironing things. 
um, once they're ironing things, you've got four of them, so they stay ironed. Um, and I guess Ahsoka, if you're then getting ships to drift onto the three big rocks that she's picked, Ahsoka can then do shattering shots um, using her three force that she's got just to, you know, pump damage into them um, when they're sitting on rocks, add insult to injury. But, yeah. Um, the only game I saw it flown in was the final, and um, Matt absolutely picked her apart. Or, sorry, Carson, to apologise, um, absolutely picked her apart. So we probably didn't see it um, flown at its best. Um, but yeah, um, so well done to Carson and to Catherine for, for hitting top table. Um, it did look like there was an awful lot of resistance and rebels. Yeah, if there. you look at the stats, it's uh, resistance is 15 only. Biggest faction is First Order with 33, yeah. followed by Rebels 29 and 15, no, 18 Separatists, 15 Resistance, 13 the Republic, 11 Scum and Villainy, and 9 Empire. Everything's quiet here, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised, because Empire's got a lot of fanboys, hasn't it? You know, a lot yeah, of people just love flying empire. Uh, but I'm scrolling flicked. down and I have not found an empire list so far. Uh, there's one oh, in in. Uh, oh, I mean, the guy who finished top of Swiss and then dropped six and zero and then dropped. Yeah. Um, in seventeenth place, um, on the on the standings was flying six tie swarm. Stephen Labarge, Hal Runner with ruthless and a hull upgrade. That feels like I'm filling in the points. Um, yeah. the 200 um i hull upgrade i get that makes sense there um so hull runner with um hull upgrade and ruthless uh molar mythyl scourge scutu iden versio gideon hask and wampa so the other five all naked 200 point six tie swarm three small rocks it's like reverting back three years to the start of version two whenever i hear wampa all i can hear in my head is tim going wonky wampa <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to see the six TIE Swarm coming back in, and I, I don't know if it's just because it's hyperspace, um, or if people have forgotten not to park the ship in front of it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, massive well done to Stephen for getting, you know, going 6-0 and with a TIE Swarm is an achievement in and of itself, um, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that would just feast on them. Um, but I guess probably not a lot of it's in hyperspace. So, um, but yeah, well done to him. Uh, I don't know. Did any games actually? Yeah. Did Did any of the anything else in it kind of jump out at you guys um, that you want to talk about list wise? Um, I'm just so aware that it's hyperspace and literally nobody plays hyperspace unless they have to because there's a tournament and they want to be in the tournament. For me, mo looking mostly at first order and republic lists, republic is. Uh... Still based on Jedi Knights with 7B in, in hyperspace and first order. Tried a lot of new stuff, uh, I would say. Yeah, so like four yeah. first order lists got into cut. Um, so their conversion rate compared to the number of people that were in it wasn't great, but you know they did make up a quarter of the top 16. Um, and yeah, as you said, there's an awful lot of Kylo in a Whisper, um, which we'll we'll talk a little bit about later on, um, as well as I mean, the bombers. It's 24%. It's fine. Yeah. No, four you said, right? It's 12%. 12% is a, a, a bit, bitch, a bit low. Yeah. 
but it's fine, I think. Oh, it's or, four out of sixteen, so it's twenty five percent. Yeah, so it's it should be a little bit higher, or based on the number of uh, FO players that were in it. If you know you were converting exact percentages in, but you know it's um so quite a lot. Um, so yeah. No, anyway, it was nice. Um, I've just noticed just scanning through to see people trying to make old lists work as well, though. Like, yeah. Um, uh, separatists seem like Django, Grievous, uh, DBS 404, sort of that build that um, Liam was flying, mm-hmm. but trying to see what else it can fit in, and also uh, independent calculations on him or it. I suppose it's a robot in it. I guess it's an interesting thought is that if you're in the Wild West and you don't know what anybody's going to have and you don't know what interactions are going to be out there, that if you fall back on a list that you can make fit or an old list that you did well with or that you like or that you know like the back of your hand that you can make fit with a few tweaks and still fundamentally flies in the same way and is the same list, um, then you'll probably do reasonably well in a tournament that happens just after a points drop because you're so familiar with everything that your list does and how to fly it that you win games because people are still exploring the interactions of their list and they're forgetting triggers and stuff where you're just like, yeah, whatever. I'll just do all of the stuff that I know off the top of my head how to do, and and I'll win. So I'm surprised we didn't see um, a Malarus Swarm either, because that's still hyperspace legal, isn't it? Yeah. And um, so. it, literally, all you've lost is proud tradition. It's still a really strong list. There's one quite at the bottom of the ladder, but it's just one. <laughs> I let's, found. Not talk, let's not talk about it. <laughs> at the bottom of the ladder. Just, I tell you yeah. what I have just spotted that is interesting, because you don't see a lot of them, is the guy who's flying one, two, three, four, five, six uh, V-Wings. Yeah. yeah. He must have read um, the Stay on the Leader blog, where Dave Sutcliffe said these things are really, really um, efficient. Um, so, yeah. Um, another one, guy who's been on the podcast before, Andrew Oler, flew Resistance. He flew Jess Parva and then four of the new Y-Wings, four of the new Resistance Y-Wings um, with dorsal turrets and engine upgrades. So boosting into a calculate, basically, and then dorsal turrets, just loads and loads of beef, um, plus Jess Parva for, you know, big punchy X-Wing sitting there. Um, and he had the Lega Fossang one, which is a guy who gets free rerolls if there's a calculating ship in the firing arc so yeah good to see people using the new ships anyway we ought to notice that sean's changed his name to steven there's a steven milligan is there <laughs> he's obviously it's not sean because he, he went positive <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's a bit it's a bit of a it was quite a big one but there were you know there were quite a few um big names in the tournament um they just didn't make it to the sharp end of of things um and uh i'm not sure what time zone it was in but it started kind of mid-afternoon European time so australia somewhere maybe yeah i think it started like 6 p.m uk time or 5 p.m uk time or something stupid so you know, people were playing until three, four o'clock in the morning, then getting up and, and doing, you know, their day. Because it was like, yeah, I can just play through the night. I'll be fine tomorrow and hope you don't make it. And you never are. No, never. Um, people forget that we're all old. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are going to talk a little bit more about kind of lists and stuff. Um, but yeah, just wanted to touch on that. So um, well, well done. Uh, again to Carson and to Catherine for top table um, and to everybody else for playing. Um, so I think they're coming in towards the the final now, the 
whatever it's called this time, Alderaan or something, um, where you can enter another tournament if you've come in the, I think, top 50 um, at this point um, of a tournament before. So um, cool. Uh, so we'll talk about um, new stuff. So, so a, little have... a little bird just ch chirped in my ear and told me it was Vancouver time. Not Australia. It was which time? Vancouver. Vancouver, Canada. Oh, okay. So west coast of yeah. Okay. So like eight hours behind us or something. Yeah. Um cool, thank you. Um so points dropped what a few couple of weeks ago. Um everybody's had a bit of a chance to to play with the new ships, with the new points, with the new loadouts. Um I know Ben, you've not had much of a chance to play with stuff. Have you? Have you been keeping an eye on things? Have you had a couple of games? Or yeah, I, was, been... I went Element on Thursday. Ah, what did you? What did you throw down? So I tried Kylo first because it's fun. Whisper, um, whisper, Kylo. Yeah, yeah, but there's only yeah. one pilot in there. It's Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had, I think it was five FO, um, like Tie Fighters. Can't think what they're called now. IFOs. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it was kind of boring. Um, mm -hmm. But then I tried Kylo and three SFs with passive and concussion missiles. Mm -hmm. And and that went a lot better and it was more fun. Um, I forgot that Fanatical was uh, primary only, so I had that equipped on the SFs and never used it. But to be fair, I didn't lose the shields on them, so it wasn't end of the world, but it's a bit of a lesson there to read your cards. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, what did you think of um, what did you think of Kylo? Because this is the thing that interests me, and I think that a lot of people are interested um, in. I, so the first game, I tried to play him sort of more like an ace and not get involved, but um, the guy I was playing had two i sixes and just come in at him and caught me and killed him pretty quick. Mm -hmm. um, but the second game, I got him stuck in a bit more, and he's he just seems better at sort of getting in there, knife fighting, jamming, and not necessarily doing the most damage, but the, the jam's really good. Mm -hmm. And having three force and evades nice as well. <laughs> it's yeah. just too bad you can't link into the um, uh, evade, into the jam. Yeah, that, that's that would what... be disgusting though, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've find out found out also um it's really disruptive ship has a lot of pressure but uh, the damage is not spiky it's more try to get some damage and while you're disrupting yeah. not like uh, a silencer kylo where you're going for the big hits with uh, double modded after doing whatever triple reposition and stuff so yeah, it's different. So I, I played. I also two, had um, I, malice on him, and I don't think it. I didn't really mm. feel like I got my money's worth out of it. I think malice is too expensive for six. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I didn't the, feel the like odds, I got my money's worth. Yeah, the odds are just too low. Yeah, it sounds oh. good when you read it, doesn't it? But yeah, it does. <sighs> I I played a couple of games against Kylo whisper and one of the games i was moving first and that was the game against matthias and kylo and the whisper moved after my two i5s and just did horrible things to me and it was it was genuinely so 
crushing that it felt like there was nothing I could do. Like I felt like I was we were having a good game. It was great fun. But everything that I did, Kylo just seemed to have the answer to it. And part of that has to go down, of course, to the way that Matthias was flying the the list and the choices that he was making. So he was putting his Kylo in a position where he could do those things and make those choices. Um, but another part of me just thought, oh, this could be horrible. Like, I, I would urge people not to play that against a new player, especially if Kylo's the highest initiative shift in the game, um, because it just feels like you can't do anything um, against it sometimes. Um, the second game, though, I was moving after Kylo. Um, oh, no, I wasn't. I had a swarm, and Kylo basically landed in front of it and vanished. Um, at one point, I caught him, and he disappeared. So it was... I think he's um, he's an interesting piece, definitely. Um, and I think that he, in, in either the silencer or in the whisper, will drive players to either opt out of high initiative ships unless they're going for six. Um, so like flying a low initiative swarm, um, like ones and twos, um, or will just put an I-6 in just because they can pick on Kyle. Um, Definitely. Because he is really good. I mean... Like the, the the stuff that he can do with um the is it the enhanced jamming suite, yeah. um plus the sensor scramblers where he gets to do the weird cloaky stuff plus his base actions, I think the only things he can't link to a jam is target lock and evade, but everything else he can link into jams. So yeah. focuses rolls boosts. Same um, as the rotate as well. Yeah, yeah, same as the rotate. So, um and of course he can fire cluster missiles at his butt as well, which is lovely. Um, when you land somewhere and think, oh, I'm safe, and then he just turns his turret round and instinctively <laughs> aims a torpedo out the backside at you. And it's just like, oh, fine. Not a torpedo, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in, interesting on, on Kylo. Have either of you played around with the bombers? Much, I've not yet. I've got a list packed, but I've not. But I've lost it because I've changed my phone over, so I have to find it on my old phone now. But I was looking at just trying four of them just to play around with them. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen someone put one of them with the, I can't remember which one he's called now, but he re-rolls a bomb. Yeah, grudge. Um, and then three bombers as well, which seems interesting. Um, I don't know how good it'll be because they've not, they're only a two dice gun, aren't they? So. Yeah. I, I think uh, people will gravitate towards Breach because he seems really uh, good for the points. Yeah, like four or five points over the I two, and you get an I five with the marginal ability for chucking drops and stuff. Or you yeah, go yeah. low and put iron missiles on them. Um, I don't. I can talk a bit about my list. I flew against uh, my opponents so far, and was Kylo in the Whisper with Predator. Uh, jamming switch, uh, the cloak and concussion missiles. If I'm in balance of the force, because uh, I need the I2 bombers, yeah. Oh, and uh, then I have one rake with daredevil and two bombers which have bomblet generators and iron missiles. And they have feedback ping if they are I3 and I have no concussion missiles on, oh, on Kylo. One point, that's crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you pay two points for the feedback ping upgrade. Uh, but 
I don't know if it's worth it because you want to do you moving early and you want to do the lock anyway. So I think the missiles are better on Kylo, especially if you have to rotate your turret to the back and just blast some missiles in there. Yeah, I mean, I see see what you mean about breach being I five, and I see what people why people are using grudge because anytime somebody rolls a dice or any number of dice to resolve a bomb, um, he can just be like, re-roll that one. And on his own ships, yeah, re-roll anything that's a hit. So you're in the impact of it. At this point, you basically have to do grudge with bomblets and as many uh, other bombers as you can, I think. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Payload. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we when we first looked at them and we first read the abilities, I think we kind of thought, you know, Grudge is okay, Breach probably not trigger his ability, but hey, he's I five, and the other ones we thought we won't see. The generics we will see um, because they're they're decent. Um, so was this you and some iron missiles on each of them? You have like twenty points to to spend if you want want to on, on other upgrades. So I have. Only bomblets and iron missiles on Grudge and four I2s and got 20 points to spend. Wow. <laughs> and the model is really nice. It's a massive. Oh, there. Uh, it's another chirpy one uh, with Grudge, with cluster, cluster mines and thermals, and four bombers with cluster mines. So, so I mean, this is the thing, like, I've got two things that I want to say about this. First of all is the ship looks amazing, but as do all FO ships, but the designers clearly hate people with fat hands like me. And these are built to be knocked across the board by people because they they extend so far outside the width of the base that they're sitting on. Um, they maybe should have been medium base um, or shrunk down a little bit. Um, the second thing is, and I'm going to just say it, white system phase boost is broken. Um, it should be red, um, or um, it should have some downside to it in some way. Um, it just the fact that you can boost and drop, or just drop. I get why they've done it. It's cool. It uh, it increases the threat of bombs. You have to really think about and plan around what you think your opponent's going to do. But just being able to do that reposition and shift in that way, and then boost into a roll into a lock getting triple actions yes you end up stressed and you've only got straights um to get out of it but you know it just to me is just oh it's just dumb it's such a dumb ability um i think it's going to get eroded in some way i think like either that you can't drop a bomb if you do boost in the system phase or that it should actually be red um because there should be a consequence to it because at the minute it's just like like wisp like jedi can do it and phantoms and then this random bomber can also do it why i don't know either do either of you disagree with that i'm not gonna go all ranty i promise can i just chip in two secs yeah go on don't forget the decimators did this before it was cool I was just about to point out um rack used to do it didn't he uh so double decimator moff jerjorod for yep. the uh the red boost and then drop uh, proximity mines. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Mic drop. But nobody, but nobody played it. Combo slice in the house. Um, actually, 
people used to fly Rack Whisper uh, with yeah. that same upgrade. I mean, I used to fly it for quite a while. It is filthy. But yeah. Was that version 1? No, no, 2.0 that. What was it? 2.0. I, I flew against it a, a bunch. No. And it was. I think it won something. Maybe no. like a... There was uh, an Italian player that did very well. I forget his name, but that he, he beat, beat me at Worlds. I think possibly made cut at Worlds with it or did very close making cut at Worlds with it. Yeah. I guess there's a difference between being able to have one big ship with prox mines or something out the back where you're like, right, he can boost and drop. I need to remember that to having three, four, five bombers in a list that can just effectively carpet bomb, like really effectively carpet bomb because they can move themselves to get out of the bombing zone by boosting well, or it's... they can change it so when you're planning if you're going oh they can drop let's say thermal detonators they can drop two thermal debts behind them over there oh no he's boosted left and now he can put them in a different place so where i thought it's... was going to be safe isn't it's a similar ability though not quite the same as the the tie bombers isn't it because tie have got the nimble bomber where they can bomb um one or oh, the one banks yeah, I mean, so it's, it's kind of a similar thing, I mean, and you don't see that the tie bombers like obviously we've seen people do well with them, but they're not meta defining, are they? Let's be honest. Well, I think combined with the new rules on first player, random order, system phase then goes upwards in initiative order in terms of who does what, when, and when you drop bombs. Um, I'm just I just, I just don't like the fact that they can react to other system phase stuff by saying, I'm going to now boost and then drop, or I'm going to drop. So if you've got, um, I don't know, Shakti at I4, and you say, right, I'm going to barrel roll right by spending a force, and then this thing goes, oh, well, in that case, I can boost left and then drop two thermal detonators because now you've barrel rolled right. You know, it, I get it's like part of the game, but I'm just... I would like it to be red. I would like the boost to be red so that there is a consequence to it, that they can't do it and then sloop or do it and then, you know, do whatever they want, you know, that they are locked then into a blue move if they want to get a further action. So they basically do the thing and then go straight. Um, It definitely felt very powerful when I I was doing it. Uh, I mean, mean, just remember the one situation where you're... Your lot and arc were jammed up this one corridor against my two bombers, and the one bomber boosted to block you, and then yeah. sloop behind you. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> that's that's not the reason why I'm bitter at all. Yeah, but but it's very powerful. Yeah, it is. Like, it is like very powerful. Thing. I'm just giving. Uh, how was it in English? Example. Ex- no, no uh, the evidence. Yes. By. By example, or whatever. Yeah, I know. There's a word for it. So there you go. I've had my, I've, I've had my little. I, I know, but I can't remember what it is either. I'll get there in a second. Um, Empiric evidence. There it is. There we go. <laughs> um, so we've got the. Um, we've got a bit... I I don't like any pre-maneuver. Before you reveal your dial, I think it takes away the fun of the dial, but. Yeah, I was I'd, surprised. I'd get rid of everything like that if it was up to me. Yeah, I'm waiting for the rules change in the ban lists because I think that they're going to they're going to hit these things hard, and there's only going to be a couple of things left in system phase, and that's going to be it. You're not going to get before you re- you reveal your dial. It's all going to be in the system phase. You can do this, and then once you're in, once you're locked into activation, then there's no pre-move or pre-repositions. Well, they just change 
all the stuff to before you set your dial. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because you're setting your dial based on, on the board positioning. And if someone does a pre-position, it cha can change the, uh, the board drastically. Either Absolutely. where you can move or where you can't move. Yeah. So. And it would it would break my favorite ship in the game, which is Anakin Skywalker and the N1 Starfighter. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm willing to accept that. I'll take one for the team. Um, so, I'd probably yeah. break Vinny just to see you really sad. Nah, they'll never break that. It's not popular enough. They only yeah, break just, popular stuff. I just want to see you sad. I know. But yeah, the... the, the Tie Swarm make getting to the top of Hoth made me laugh because it was like, oh, next tournament, I might actually just go <laughs> up and sign up because loads of people will bring a Tie Swarm and I'll be like, whoa. Um, anyway. You'd never hit one. You could almost guarantee you'd never get one. Of them. I know. They can't, can't, can't have the same streak of luck twice or hit four Tie Swarms <laughs> in, in five and seven games. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to know how to top table a hyperspace trial or a big event, it's um it's hit hit the list that your ship is a hard counter to on <laughs> on, on five out of the nine games that you have to play. Lots uh, of beef meta. How many beef lists did I come across? One. Round six of Swiss. That's the one I lost to. <laughs> anyway. Um so I mean, yeah, we we've talked about um a little bit about the FO stuff and about the lists. Um Another thing that I've been messing about with is in Rebels. So one of the things that they changed in Rebels, we talked about it last time, was they added the tech slot onto the E-Wing. And a few people said, that's interesting because it means that you can put targeting synchronizer on an E-Wing. I was like, yeah, whatever. And they're like, no, because it can take two target locks because you get an R3 on the two primary targets on the other side of the board. And then all of the rest of your ships can just have missiles that they can fire without having to take locks and just get three dice attacks if they can do. So I've been playing about with that a bit. It's quite good. It's it's a swarm of A-Wings and Z-95s with an assortment of missiles that just buzzes across the board towards people. Um, and if one of those ships lands in front of it, it um, unloads an absolute hellstorm of something like 27 red dice into it. It's brilliant. It's hilarious fun. Um, I mean, it's all low quality shots because, you know, you've got a single focus token and you're shooting, you know, a cluster missile from an A-Wing into the target that's locked and another target and you've got one focus to modify both those shots. So, you know, you're doing maybe three or four hits across both of those shots before they evade. Um, so, you know, but it's that way of fire and paper cuts. So I really like that list and I think um, I'll be using it for a while because it's um, it's a good laugh. Um, and you can't one forward to victory because it's got A-wings in it. You've got a two forward to victory. So people can't judge you. Well, they can. But I mean, I'm always judging. They will. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I really I really like it. It's not it's not invincible by any stretch of the imagination. I've, I've played five games with it. I've won four and lost one. Um, and it comes down to, you know, decisions and choices and not hanging one of your A-wings out to dry in the initial engagement, which I've done a couple of times where... You know, the opponents have all got to shoot on one A-wing that I did a badly thought through boost or whatever with, um, thinking that they were going to slow roll and they didn't. They came in hard, um, but yeah, because once it gets into the um, once it gets into the scrum, you've got six low initiative ships blocking and everything's still just you know chucking unmodified three three dice just constantly. It's, it's a good laugh. Um, have you found anything else at all, Matthias? Anything fun that's been catching your eye? 
Since uh, as I told you, I'm in preparation for my like pre-exams. I I found a list I like. I stick to I I stuck to it with the double bombers and double aces. Mm -hmm. um, when scrolling through the Hoth results, I like the one list where they mix silencers with uh, with whispers. Uh, so you disrupt with whispers. Uh, I think it was midnight or something. And then, mm -hmm. then finish up with uh, Kylo in the silencer. Nightfall, it was nightfall. Yeah. Who has the complete disruption package with uh, Predator Fanatical, Magpul's Jamming Suite. You mm -hmm. have Breach, which we already talked about with Torpedoes, Electrochef, Connanet, so more disruption. And then you have the 100 point Kylo mm -hmm. with Extreme Maneuvers, Proton Torpedoes, <laughs> or 94. Oh, that's filth. Yeah, I, I really like it. It looks looks interesting. So Nightfall steals all of their um tokens and has Predator and Fanatical for just in case Breach is there doing horrible things. It was an electro chaff missile. It's so, a new missile, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. So I mean it's interesting. Plus Connornet, so you know he's got all sorts of stuff um to be doing to people with his um cheeky boost beforehand. It's an interesting three ship list. Um, I recognize the name of the player, Nicholas Tobin. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, he's a uh, uh, um, regular on GSP events. So. Ah, okay. Cool. Um, cool. Um, and Ben, anything else that you've had a look at that's been of interest to you? Anything that's piqued no, your um, interest? Well, the, the hand with Ray on, and yep. um, I can't think of the upgrade where you can change dial. After just saying I don't like changing your dial, but you know <laughs> it's legal, so I'll use these things. But Cadle, Cadle Conics. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, so um, it's basically Conics. they they dropped the price. So this is you starting me off on resistance. This is your fault. Uh, no, no, I think I think that looks fun. I don't I don't know if it's good, but it looks fun. So it's one of these things that's a little bit like handbrake hand, and hilariously enough, you can technically, if you wanted to, put inertial dampeners on it for six points um, as well. But Han Solo came down in points, as did Ray Gunner. Um, so Han Ray is now 72, where Ray by herself is uh, points, I think, uh, 68. Um, so he's just a little bit more expensive. Um, and he's I6. Um, if you put Cadle Conics and Corsella on. So Cadle Conics' ability for people who don't obsessively um, know okay. all of the weird resistance crew members who you've not seen before. Basically, it allows you to set a dial and at any point um, when you reveal your dial, you can change it to a basic maneuver of a higher speed that is hard that, and then make it harder. So if you set your dial to a one straight, you can change it to any two and then make it harder. So if you set it to a one straight, you can change it to a two bank, which should be blue. It's still white. So if you're not stressed, it's fine. Um, well, what you can do is you can put in a two straight and then you can increase it to a three bank, uh, a three hard, sorry, and make it red. But because you've got the Falcon title on, the resistance Falcon title, you can still boost and rotate. So basically you can change your dial and go wherever you want. It doesn't matter what move you put in, you put in a two speed and you can switch that dial. 
Um, there's also weird stuff that you can do with putting in a three speed and changing it to a four straight so that you can go white two straight because the four straight is red. So if you're stressed, you can put in a three straight and then change it to a four um, if you want to, so that you go slower. Um, so there's all sorts of absolute nonsense that you can do with it. Um, and within BNI6, kind of you're doing it after everything else has moved and you've seen the board state. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's an 85 point. It's not quite handbrake and oppressive though, is it? You know. Yeah, I mean, the, it's, still, it's a little bit filthy, but it's not stop and then decide to boost it. Yeah, but you can just go three hard in the other direction, and you can go over debris clouds, and then you've got Corsella, who, at some point, you just do your blue move and clear all of your stress. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't matter if you've gone, you know, a red three hard over a debris cloud and then boosted um, to get away, you know, and stack up three stress. If next turn you can just do a nice easy two bank um, or a two straight or whatever, just to clear it, you know, for that one turn where you just need to get out of dodge and you've picked the wrong dial, that you can just change it. It, it seems really good. Um, also in resistance, Commander <laughs> Poe is 55 points and he's so cheap now that he fits into four ship resistance slots. I still slot, don't think he's slot. better than the other Poe He's not better. He's well. He's not a better. I do agree with you absolutely. If you want an end game ace who cannot be caught by other ships because he's got overdrive thrusters and two actions a turn, you fly um, trigger happy flyboy pull, and you pay seventy two or seventy three points, whatever it is, for pretty much what is a cookie cutter build, or you stick a torp or something on him and put him up to around eighty eighty five, depending on what you put on him. But the Heralds of Hope pull is fifty five points naked, and you can just leave him like that, or you can put a torp on him. Um, because if you only need to double mod in order to double mod your torpedo, you don't need all of the other stuff. He's not there to be an end game dance around AC thing. He's there to be an I six with torpedoes that shoot stuff. Um, a bit more like quick draw, I guess. Um, I than von Reg. My problem with him is that it's it's pretty easy to get double mods in the resistance faction though. Yeah, like there's loads is. of ships that have it just built in. He's yeah. He'd be a really good ship in like a, another faction, maybe. Yeah, um, um, I mean, it, like his I ability is good, isn't it? He's, I, I mean, I just have to say he's fifty-five points. He's mm. one point more than Yen Num at, at I five. He's two points more than Eloasti at I five, and he's two points more than the Heralds of Hope's um, Tem and Wexley at fifty-three at I four. He's only four points more than Jess Pava. Who gets rerolls as long as she's got mates around? He's I six with double double actions, and importantly, you can give Every one of his turn. actions to somebody. Yeah, but he can give it to somebody else if he doesn't need it. So he's not he's not a dance around AC ship. He is really good, but he's cheap. Um, for what you get for him, he's cheap. So you know, comparing points, what else can you get for fifty five points? You know, you're talking about. T-70s we've talked about, but in other factions, if I look at T-65s... I think the thing is, though, in the lists that you're talking about, does I-6 help? Like, yeah. With a Probably group, not. With a group of generics. Or but, not generics, but lower initiatives, so you can pass his ability to someone else sometimes. I, I just think that he's got a little bit of happiness to him. I think where we never <laughs> saw him before... I genuinely, where we never yeah, saw it before, yeah, yeah. I think now we'll 
we'll see him because he's cheap. He's the same price as Wedge. Wedge is 54. Um, he won't hit as hard as Wedge, but he will live longer than Wedge. Um, so, um, I think you'll see him, but I don't think he's going to be in anything. You know, like we're not going to see him a lot, just here and there. Yeah, I think uh, lower initiative resistance is way too efficient yeah. for him to really have a role and uh, you want to spend the points on, on other stuff like rows in another ship if you have some points over or whatever. It's a shame because he could be really, really good in like other factions. Yeah. You look at the, the thing that Carson won Hoth with and he used the more expensive pull um, so that he had those constant double actions for his torps that he put in. But, you know, you could take a choice to drop to the cheaper version to put more points into something else in that list um, if you wanted to. And I think it's good because it gives you a choice where previously yeah, yeah. if you wanted to play a high yeah. initiative list, you had one choice and you had to pay 73 points for it, basically. Um, that is correct. I totally agree. Um, but as uh, Ben already said, you have too many action efficient, efficient ships in the in the uh, list to have an I six with yeah. extra points on top to do something every other round. Yeah, I, I, just I get every it. other round. You know, yeah, I I I get it. I get it, and I think it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Basically. Um, mm. So he's interested in me, and and the other one, Zori Bliss, who we knew was going to be an interesting ship to look at. Um, she's great fun. She grabs free actions for a laugh and rolls around and fires um, torpedoes into people. Wartime loadout is really good. It's four points and it's two shields, if nothing else. Um, so you know, unless you really want the um, the ship ability to get the link to calculate from um, any other action, as long as you've put an upgrade. Um, card on your ship that costs two or three points, um, then you know wartime loadout is just a gimme because it's costs the same as one shield upgrade and and you get two, uh, and you also get a cool ability where if you're firing torps you can not cancel crits, um, which is hilarious as well with all the little <laughs> janky interactions. So um, yeah, I, like I actually it. like that Y wing. I know I was quite down on the Y wings when they've come out, but that that I have got a list somewhere with that one in. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of those Y-Wings are interesting, and I yeah. do want to play around with the different um, with the different named pilots as well as the generics, because there's, there's a list I've seen with the, um, the I-1 guy, Chorus Capellan, and basically you, you put him on um, you put him on uh, the front of a formation, and he just but you can then swarm tactics him. So you can put him to a six with something else with like commander pool or whatever um or up to a five or whatever so he engages at the same time as your list and then you use him like payload so you grab stuff at the start of engagement or um you just jam him into the middle of your your enemy block everything and then whichever one of them does get a green token or has one left you yank it back and I'll, thank you very much i'll use that to shoot you with at my dorsal turret um I mean, it just looks interesting. And again, a whole bunch of I-1s that you can power. But there's, a, there's loads of them. There's like about 10 named Y-Wing pilots. So getting good table time with all of them is going to be a challenge. <laughs> um, 
because it's be like, yeah, this didn't work. Was it me? Was it the list? Was it the individual pilot? Who knows? I didn't like it. Back in the box. Next one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Zori, Zori worked out nicely. I did, I did like a bit of that. Um, it actually has made me think that we have had news today that um, copies of the lat, the V-wing, and the ETA2 are hitting back in stores. So hopefully. After Enigma Wargaming's had all of them, there'll be some left for the rest of us. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, just um, if you are waiting for one, check your pre-orders um, or check your local game store because they might have another one for you um, oh. to go and have a look at. I'm just turning around, looking into my my cupboard, and I see two packaged LEDs, two packaged eaters, and three packaged <laughs> viewings that I have yet to open. Oh. I mean, last week they were worth 60 quid each, those eaters, but they're not anymore. <laughs> no, so, I, so... I'm not one to Skype anyone, so no, I would no, been... sold them for, for like 25 or whatever I bought them at. Yeah, there's been a lot of scalping going them. on. <laughs> a lot of scalping going on. Um, and I'd like to say I feel sorry for the person who spent 60 quid on a pair of Etta's last week, but I don't. Um, if you can spend 60 quid because you can't wait to get a ship in person, then you can probably afford it. Um, but yeah, they are they are back out in the wild again, which is good. Um, a container finally got through the um, the global shipping crisis and made its way to, to the UK. So this is, this is good. Um, Cool. Um, in terms of other uh, lists and upgrades and stuff like that, one of the things that interested me looking at Hoth was that there was very few people, and we talked about it, took scum. I think, do you agree, is that just knee-jerk reaction to some of their key pieces being hit with the nerf bat? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was looking at the, the boss list guy I've been running. Um, you just got to lose, Zam. It's, it's still a scary list. Yeah. You just don't get that Zam nonsense for so cheap. Yeah. People will realise as well that Zam's probably still worth the points. Yeah, and just looking down the lists of Hoth as well, there are people who've taken Scum and Villainy and they've, you know, taken still the good stuff like Gamut Key and Sam Wessel and Greedo on Bosk, but they've had to dial back the rest of the list. They've had to make some choices. And I think a couple of weeks ago we said, you know, when they take all of the really good cheap stuff and make it all just a little bit more expensive so that you can't have all of it without thinking about what you're going to include, then that's a better thing because you have to make choices about what you're putting in your list. It's not just, you know, all right, well, there's the cookie cutter Bosk build and the cookie cutter Dengar build and the cookie cutter whatever. We'll just slam the same set of upgrades into everything. Um, I mean, so, it yeah. started with uh, these seven spacers where everyone had an upgrade that gave him a, a third uh, red dice, be it uh, tractor beams, iron torpedoes, whatever. So many upgrades and so efficient. Okay, here's here's a question for you, Matthias Ben. Without using Control F and cheating, how many M3A interceptors were flown at Hoth? How many no, lists no. have been? Them how many? Or... How many ships? How many? How many... Copies? How many individual copies of an of any M3A interceptor? Zero. Three. One. One instance <laughs> of Genesis Red with proton torpedoes and cutthroat in a four ship uh, 
scum list. So Overreaction. Yeah, they, went, they went up one point, I think, or two. Yeah, so they went up to a point where you couldn't do... So they went up and auto-blasters went up, and so it became a, well, I can't spam six or seven of them um, kind of a thing. So, yeah, it, it's an overreaction. Again, they're still really solid, you know, multiple, like three greens, three reds. Um, you just don't get to have all of it. You have to make some choices. So, again, yeah, in- interesting to see how it went down. That, cool. That, that list as well, I've just looked down at it. It's very similar to the Bosque list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of just slightly changed. Yeah. yeah. Instead of your coordinator and, and so on. Yeah. yeah. But I think we have to come to an end. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> slowly at least. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, we're on a bit of a tight one because Tim, as uh, as most regular listeners will know, is uh, is works um, in the NHS, and he got called out in the middle of the night last night um, to do something that I don't understand. So I'm not even going to bother trying to explain. Brain transplant. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> not for Ben, unfortunately. No, no, um, I'm still stupid. <laughs> I, I've actually fielded an on-call phone call whilst you guys have been chatting. So, oh, legend. <laughs> This week's just going to be bad. I, th- I feel. <laughs> yeah, I know, that. Um, I know that feeling. <laughs> so after after the last couple of episodes that were just a little bit longer, um, we just thought we'd have a a little bit of a shorter one where we just talked a little bit about some of the stuff that we've been playing. And to be honest, in in uh, in absence of any further content releases or anything like that coming out from from AMG, um, the next couple of episodes will probably be just us chattering on about you know, what we're trying out this week, what we've tried last week, you know, what kind of a stuff we're doing. Um until we hit the run into Tim's Worlds warm up or whatever it's called. Um because we don't know when Worlds is gonna be so we're not we're not warming up for it. But um An event warm up. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be like some thirty something people descending on element games. Um oh I can do a quick update on the Sith Taker open um actually well um uh, and, and promise it'll be genuinely quick. We've now got 106 tickets sold, so we do have tickets left. We've had confirmation from Element that as things stand, they can, with use of creative thinking, um, fit 75 games of X-Wing in and still have some space around the table so we're not all shoulder to shoulder with each other, so it's not going to be absolutely horrible. We know that there are people travelling from a lot of different countries in Europe, which is quite terrifying. but as a result of that, um, I can confirm one thing is that the prize winning thing in lack of any organized play is going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber. Um, like a battle saber that you can twat people with after you win it. So, you know, crack on. So that's going to be really cool. And I'm actually jealous that I won't be able to compete for it. Not that I would have won it, but um, yeah. So um, lightsaber is going to go home with somebody. Um, bring your golf bags if you're going to get on a flight. Emma bought us one each for the wedding. I know that that's kind of one of the reasons. Like Liam suggested it, and then I saw yours, and then I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm <laughs> going to do that." Um, so I've reached out to a couple of different lightsaber um, manufacturers to see if they can do stuff um, for us, um, and we've also had confirmation back from uh, a supplier for all of the price support that we want to get done um so we've got the 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 notional order in um and basically as soon as we get um access to funds from commissioner column um we'll put the order in and we'll get it all delivered so um having to do it quite early um because i don't want to risk supplier or um 
material shortages or something like that happening and like oh yeah i'll leave it till january and then like there's just nothing there so um so we're going to get it done as early as we can so uh, i'm quite hyped about it we're getting looking at things like dice mats uh sorry dice trays we're looking at things like play mats um acrylic cards tokens um some uh templates we're not doing template trays for anybody i'm sorry if that disappoints anybody but everybody so i'm not doing template trays but we are going to do something that's just a little bit different so yeah uh, anyway, um, we'll publish uh, who's going to be getting what and all that kind of stuff closer to the time of the event. And uh, the other thing to confirm is if you're thinking about it and you're looking at the price, you go, oh, it seems a bit expensive. It does include lunch on both Saturday and Sunday. Um, so we're going to be doing um, kind of a big subway feast, basically, is the only way to describe it, because if there's 150 people's worth of sandwiches there, that's a lot of subway. Um, so that's going to be um, that's going to be landing. Um, on both days, um, which is is really really cool. Um, uh, that's probably a big thing to touch on is that it's a it's a two day event for everybody. So if you don't make the top cut, uh, we'll run uh, side events on day two, probably hyperspace, but who knows? Um, so uh, yeah, there's, there'll be you know potential for what ten games of X Wing in two days, eleven depending. Yeah. You know how how big the side event is. And again, the most on... important thing is that the bar has got a license this time. Yeah. Yes, the bar has a license yeah. now. Um, and uh, the the other thing is that uh, if AMG have started to release the alternate formats and stuff like that, then day two is just like day day one. The the main event is going to be you know a two hundred six based on tournament rules, um, premier style event, and that's what everybody's coming for, and that's what everybody expects. Um, day two, if you're not in the cut for that event, will be whatever organized or narrative style play or aces high or kick the can or whatever. And um, weird deployment rules or stuff that AMG have been coming whatever up with. Whatever you can do to get over your hangover. Um, yeah. And we will, you know, have like formal pods or maybe a hyperspace thing or, or something um, like formal. But um, there'll be options to do literally anything. And And ultimately, if you just want to turn up and play a couple of casual games, um, while hanging out and, and you know getting a lunch that you've already paid for, just you know chilling out and you can't be bothered with X-wing, then that's fine as well. We're not going to force you to stand across the other side of a playmat from Ben and play a game of X-wing. You know? Yeah, the only thing uh, that's preventing me from going is uh, indeed the flight price at the moment. Yeah, you're in Germany like, though, so yeah, you, you, like you can be forgiven. Euros for for both ways. And then hotels on top of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Rich kindly offered to host me, I guess. <laughs> I think I've got one spare bed and I've kindly <laughs> offered to host about seven or eight people. So whoever says yes first is the one that gets to sleep in it. Second person uh, gets the gets the floor in the living room. Third person gets Rich's bed. Oh, oh yes. I want to be third. <laughs> Snuggle between Rich and his wife. <laughs> oh, yes. Come here, Richie. Come here. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We, we we don't play that way in North Manchester. Not like you weird South Manchester people. All right. Um, I think well, I think that's have, probably people have said I, I give the best hugs and snuggles. Of course, okay. I, I'm I'm quite tall with uh, about two meters, which is in your six, island. That's about six. Foot I don't four. know. <laughs> yeah, six foot four. You're a big in, big lad. And uh, a big beard and stuff, and uh, <laughs> I've been complimented on my hugs, so. 
Oh, no. Nice. You ready? <laughs> I'll be ready. But I'll be ready. Would, if if, if you make it in February. No, I, I will not come this February. Oh. Maybe, maybe next one. There'll be another one. There'll yeah, be another one. Definitely. I, I mean, I plan on coming, but with uh, my advanced training and stuff, uh, it yeah. now is not, not the right time. Real life, real life is more important than plastic spaceships. Unfortunately, is yeah. it though? Is I it cannot, though? cannot sit in my in my office or in class and play with with plastic spaceships. I mean, I offered to do like uh, what's it called? like a course on on tabletop and board gaming like uh yeah you know what i mean right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff you do in the afternoon mm-hmm. <laughs> cool <laughs> but the, what they didn't want me to do it because i'm still in training so okay <laughs> maybe what, we, can, um, we can make it a class trip next year <laughs> <laughs> i think ollie um ollie pocknell runs that kind of after school club yeah for his, um, club, yeah, yeah. Uh, for in in the school that he works in, um, and it's all war gaming. So he plays forty k and deck swing and a little bit of Magic the Gathering and all sorts of stuff for the the the, the geek enabled um, kind of teenagers that he that he teaches. So um, yeah, there's there's something to it. And ultimately, career improvement, job improvement equals more money, equals more plastic spaceships. So short term loss for long term gain. Let's let's focus on that. Correct. Cool. Uh, I think we're going to need to wrap it up so that Tim can uh, actually sleep um, rather than getting paged out again. So, um, uh, Matthias, have you got any shout outs that you want to do this time around? I want to shout out uh, all my people from uh, X-Wing Selbsthilfegruppe in Hannover, all the other German guys. I want to shout out Dodo. Uh, You know who you are because he's putting up events all the time despite uh, corona and lots of paperwork and stuff so thanks to the people who keep the hobby going and thanks to you guys who gave content uh, throughout all of the pandemic so thank you thank you ben have you got any shout outs uh, just a quick one to chris burner and daniel athy for my fam team and that's it for me oh yeah we're not we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit um connor holmes who was on a couple of weeks ago um has uh, arranged a, a little team tournament which is um it's it's going to be interesting because he's ordered everybody one two three in each team and then you just play against the people with the same number as you so it's randomly paired what team you're playing but i know and i'm a number three and number three is not a i'm also a number three yeah as is <laughs> as is as is tom reed i was going to say my first game is against tom reed yeah, as is Tom and Liam as well. So and Ollie. We've... And Ollie. Oh, oh yes, and Ollie. So it's yeah, it's a it's a little bit spicy. It's a little bit spicy in in the number threes. Mind you, the number one and twos aren't overly easy either. So um, yeah. Uh, so uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out again to um the Bounce of the Force guys because they're running another really good tournament um for really good calls, which is uh yeah Tin Squadron, which is um Cornishire Ambulance. So we've just got into round. Four, I think, is um, is in play at the moment. Um, so, um, but yeah, thank thanks to them for running that because it's great to see the variety of lists that comes out of it because it's uh, got an interesting set of restrictions. Um, so yeah, uh, Tim, have you got any hellos or anything you want to say other than to all the people in the NHS? What what? 
<laughs> uh, no, not really. I suppose um, I, I'm not going to shout at my team because we're just going to win, and then we'll be everyone know who we are. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All that said, then, it is goodbye from Matthias. Goodbye. And off he does in. <laughs> goodbye from Ben. Bye. Uh, goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Who wasn't going to talk, but then did. Come on a regular feature. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goodbye from me. Thanks for listening. Cheerio. wasn't going to talk but then did come on a regular feature because i have the power and you can't stop me <laughs> That's what, true. what happens if they weren't listening <laughs> well then they'll be sad that they missed the end of it